Hi, and welcome back to the Lions Den Sports Podcast. I'm Chase Gisford here alongside David Ziski. And we got some sports action to bring to you, specifically the NBA, which will be our focus on today's episode. So, uh, how about you start us off, David? So, uh, we're going to talk about the first round first. Uh, it's not completely over. We still got some uh, games playing. Well, one, yeah, just one series. And Utah, or, I'm sorry, Memphis and Minnesota, which is tonight. But uh, we're just going to kind of quickly rerun on, like, the current status of the first round and and so on. So, uh, for the first round, we got number one Miami versus number eight Atlanta. Already done, 4-1. I feel like, like, yeah, we should kind of touch on each one and just talk a little bit about just move on to the next. So, I thought, I'm not surprised Miami won. I mean, they're the number one seed, but I thought Atlanta might win one more game there because last year they made the – Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Trey Young actually made a comment saying he has never been guarded like this ever in his basketball, like NBA, wow. college. The last time he was guarded this well, he said, was in high school. So, like, that says a lot. Miami's ready. Was it Jimmy Butler? In, in high school? No, no. I mean, like, in the, in the NBA. Like, I think they just, like, rotated team. everyone. Like, yeah, it was – he job. had no opportunity to do it because he would move and, you know, how quick he is. He was just mm-hmm. – it's really hard. No, I know he scored like not many points at all compared to what he usually scored. He was like, I think it was his lowest, like yeah, a couple of his low, lowest season outputs or something. Like I think that. he was like I averaging something. That he, yeah, he, I think he was he like really thirteen. So that hurt him. Um, you can hop into the next round. So Philly just uh, finished off Toronto last night, four games to two. They actually were up three zero and lost two in a row. And game six was in Toronto. I thought Toronto was going to send it to seven, but Philly won. Yeah, we had a lot of like I was watching some NBA, you know, shows on ESPN, and a lot of them were saying like after that, um, what is it, game five win? Mm-hmm. They were like really up and saying, oh, they're going to Toronto and they're going to blow that place up, and Toronto's just going to have so much, you know, energy in there, mm-hmm. but. Philadelphia, they just they just yeah, collapsed on them, yeah. But it was it was really rough. Um, but Embiid's definitely a, a superstar in his own right. So. Yeah, and uh, Toronto has some superstars, but not at the level. Yeah, it's not when the I say this, it's not Embiid. It's level. stars, but I wouldn't say they're superstars. Yeah, and then we got uh, number three, uh, Milwaukee versus defending uh, champs, Milwaukee Bucks. Versus number six, uh, seeded Chicago. And uh, that was 4 1 series. Yeah, wasn't much competition at all. I kind of, I was hoping kind of the same thing with last, uh, for the Atlanta kind of like outlook is like, I was thinking they're going to win more than one. Like, mm-hmm. I know Milwaukee is just a powerhouse right now, but I was expecting more. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, it was kind of disappointing for the Bulls, but defending champs. They're, they're, the Bulls are a young team. I think they'll be back. Yeah, year. definitely. And then uh, this was really kind of the surprise. Not that Boston won. We're speaking of Boston versus uh, Brooklyn here, but, man, they swept them. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving gone. Didn't even win a single game in the series. Well, uh, Kevin Durant was playing. No, I know. I mean, like, they're gone from oh, the okay. playoffs. Yeah. Like, they're being sent home by Boston. Jason Tatum, a little foreshadowing to some of our, our next segment, but uh, he was he went off. He really proved that he's one of the legit, like, he's not just a young star, like, he's right now type of good. 
He was and, just uh, Durant was off for most of the series. Kyrie didn't play maybe up to his best. I mean, it was kind of shocking to be honest that they didn't even win a single game. Pretty poor from the Nets. Durant scored thirty three or thirty nine on that game four. The game four which, was his best game. Yeah. They still lost, and a lot of people picked Brooklyn to win it all in the preseason. Yeah, it was rough. And in the Lakers. They but, did lose huh. James Harden midseason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nets and Lakers need to play in the, uh, championship. the fake championship <laughs> or something. Uh, let's get to the next series. So we got um, Memphis and Minnesota, which I think I just mentioned earlier. This is the only round one series that is still in action. Uh, Memphis is up three games to two. Man, Ja Morant is coming into his own. I mean, he's getting MVP shouts like during the season, maybe kind of cooled off a bit. He was hurt. And I saw some stuff on Instagram. They're saying, "Oh, are the Grizzlies better without him?" Because they had like, they're like twenty something too. Yeah, the- but I think he proved that definitely wrong. I mean, that that poster dunk he had, and then the last second shot with his left hand to uh to beat uh, Minnesota in Game Five to make it three two, and then they play tonight. I think in uh in Minnesota, so. Memphis can try to clinch a winner, plays Golden State. He's really, like, battling the idea that, like, stat-hungry fans love looking at. Like, oh, mm. if he's not in the game, they win this amount. Right. It's not about necessarily him scoring. It's about his presence in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You put him in the game, most of the defenders are so worried about him that they forget about everyone else, which is why Memphis right. loves him. So it's just it's point. really nuts. And then uh, for our next one that's finished as well is uh, Golden State Warriors, number three seed versus uh, number six seed Denver. 4-1, you know, Golden State was just that yeah, that good at shooting. For me, they're my title favorites and probably are a lot of others, other people's. Uh, Denver didn't have – they made the Western Conference Finals last year, but they, they have Jokic, obviously, he's reigning, or he won MVP, what, two years ago? I thought it was just – Was last, last year? No, he yeah. did win last year. He did win last year. Giannis won two years ago. But – um. Yeah, all they have really was him. I mean, uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I haven't really kept up with them a whole lot during the season, but I know both of them were out during the yeah. playoffs, and I think for a good portion of the season. So that's kind of just injuries, but Golden State was obviously superior. To kind of give him a shout-out a little bit, I mean, even though his season's over, we're looking at some of the stats right now. He's got 31 points per game, Jokic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah he led the points – or he led the first round in points average. For uh, average per game in the first round. So and with yeah. those key pieces out, scoring that much, I mean, that just kind of shows how much of a leader he is. You know, yeah, you know, he's definitely one of the best players in the league, without question. Then, uh, and then, um, so Dallas and Utah, that series uh, is actually 4-2. to two. It was 4-2, to two, yeah. Uh, Dallas, so Dallas won four games, too. It was tied 2-2. Two, two. I watched... Um, Game five in Dallas. I mean, they just blew out Utah. They just couldn't. Have you were in them. Dallas? No, I, oh, okay. I watched it on TV. Oh, okay. I was like, what? And uh, shit, I wish. But uh, <laughs> now nah, Luca, yeah, he he really put it on in Game five, and Mitchell was cold. And I don't know. I see. I saw Stephen A. Smith kind of criticize the Jazz just on their this performance, but kind of summarizing how they've been the last few years. It's like they're always. Like good, really good in the regular season. Oh, yeah. It's like they just don't do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's. And rough. they were the number one seed, I believe, maybe last year, or two years ago at the most. I think it, in the yeah. Western Conference, and of course they didn't do anything either. It's just, I don't know. Mitchell's good. I'm not quite sure if he's you could he can be that like the best player on a championship type team. I've never liked Rudy Gobert. I know he's won Defensive Player of the Year, but I just don't, I just think he's overrated. 
And outside of that, Mike, they do have Mike Conley, but they just have a bunch of good players, but I don't know how much it's like, of, like chemistry almost. difference like, makers they are. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Luka wasn't even playing for most of those yeah, games. Yeah, Jalen Brunson, uh, he give him some uh, some love on here. He like really stepped up in Luka's absence. He had, I think, like back-to-back 40-point games or something like that in games two and three. So He's, he went nuts. He's proven to be a legit second option. And then Luka comes back and just – Plays right does into his, his same, you know, mm-hmm. does his thing. Um, so, you want to kind of add on this next game? Yeah, kind of rough. The last series that of the first round that we haven't mentioned, the New Orleans Pelicans losing to Phoenix, the number one seed for the two. A hard fought series. It was two two at one point. I actually was at the game last night, game six. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, playoff basketball in New Orleans, always fun, but. Yeah, we just – it was a good game. We were up by 10 at the half. They just kind of let it slip away. Chris Paul, man, and it hurts because he used to play when we were the Hornets before the Pelicans, New Orleans legend. He he was 14 of 14, did not miss a single shot from the field, and also 4 of 4 from the free throw line with eight assists. I mean, he just – he was in takeover mode, especially in that fourth quarter. And uh, B.I. and McCollum, our best players, they just they – were, they weren't bad, but they just weren't quite on their A game. So we lost. But, I mean, Devin Booker came back, which we were talking about. Yeah. That really made a difference. He, I don't know, he may have scored 12. It wasn't anything crazy, but his presence definitely was felt for sure. You had to account for him because we had to put Er Jones on him, which is our best defender, and we usually were putting him on Chris Paul when Booker was out. So that definitely made a difference. But good season for the Pels overall. I mean, they took the one seed the six games. I know Booker was hurt for a few, but, shoot, we didn't have Zion the whole season. Yeah. So. I think that evened out, but Pelicans definitely with uh, what's it? Is it Willie Green the coach's name? I'm unsure. I'll I'll be lying to you. I believe so. I apologize. You know, I looked that up. You but can, regardless, they up. have a bright future. Yeah, I'm definitely. not gonna lie. Like they have some really good key young players. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm seeing them. Yeah, like, it's Willie Green. I'm not saying they're gonna win it all next year, but if I'm saying Zion comes back healthy and could lay off the. Whatever he's eating in the <laughs> the burgers, <laughs> yeah, no. he's getting chunky like me, man. <laughs> but man, uh, they could be special if he would just come back and play yeah. his rookie year form. I mean, seriously. So Willie Green, shout out! Yeah, everyone gave him a nice standing ovation. You know, me and my dad I had to give him a little clap. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean, they started off terribly. It was like one at one in twelve, something like that. The Pels, we had like the worst record in the league. Oh the yeah, you are you are at the bottom. So it was definitely a good rise, and yeah, that rookie class, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, and uh, Trey Murphy, really some huge pickups, and then McCullum midseason after the All-Star break, Ingram, he knows he's been there, uh, Valanchunas is good, Larry Nance, I'll tell you, I think we picked him up halfway, he really played well, he probably played the best out of anyone uh, last night, um, he was on the offensive glass, just being a menace on the court, and uh who else? I'm trying to think who else we got. Jackson Hayes. I mean, I'm probably leaving somebody out. But, yeah, we got a good collection of young talent. So, future is bright. So, we're going to move on to the second round now. Even though it hasn't started, we're just going to kind of say our quick initial thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So, for uh, game, the first game first of the second series. round, um, Phoenix versus Dallas. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Because Booker, even though, like I said, his impact was felt, he made a clutch three to kind of take the lead or break the tie versus the Pels last night just under two minutes, and we never uh, touched him after that. So, obviously, he's a, a superstar, but he 
I don't think he looked 100 percent healthy. Obviously, time will tell. But if he continues to play, I was surprised he even played uh, against us because I don't think like yeah he looked. I mean, hamstring's kind of a tricky injury to deal with, especially basketball. You're running nonstop. Like it's it's going to be how Booker and also Luca show up because those two key pieces right. they just came both of them injured. Uh, you know what I mean? Both coming I'll back. I'll tell you. I mean, Phoenix. If you want to go with chalk, Phoenix. But I almost want to pick Dallas. Because Luca and really, I'll say because of Jalen Brunson's arrival. Because I don't think Luca could do it by himself, even though he is yeah. that good. If Brunson plays like he did in the first round, I think this is going seven, and you can almost flip a coin. That's my take on it. But yeah, I mean, last I think year it should be a really good series. They're coming back because of last year. Last year, you know, Luca. Luke was really tired after that series loss versus I think the Seventy uh, Sixers um, mm. last year. But he's just ready. He's ready to get something done because he's last few years he's just been going nuts and he hasn't produced like in the playoffs wise like the team. I mean, not Luca. Right, right. So I think you know this is going to be really a, a deciding factor on how the playoffs work out because you have these two past injured key players coming back in. We got to see how they you know kind of develop. I think they lost the Clippers last year. I want to Clippers. Say. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. L.A. Clippers. Well, I'm sorry, but, but no, you good. But yeah, they. Uh... Definitely, Lucas. Time to shine. You know he's hungry for rings. A good enough player. Some people are saying like MVP. I mean, it's that's a stretch, but still at the same yeah, time, when you're getting the season, but yeah. I, I think Embiid will probably win. But uh, next series, I guess I'll hop into. Speaking of Embiid, Philly, <laughs> the number four seed versus number one Miami. Um, I I go with the Heat. I think they're yeah. more consistent. But I mean, with Embiid, if Harden would wake up and start playing good, I think he had twenty two. Uh, last night in the clinching win over Toronto, but Philly's capable. Uh, I'd say Heat in six if I had to. They have such a good guess. defense. That's the thing. But honestly, Jimmy Butler, I don't know if he was just kind of precautionary because they won the series 4-1, but he didn't play. If the Heat are a little banged up, Philly might be able to take advantage. And Embiid really is a superstar, so it's not like the Heat just by and large are just going to win, but... Well, should be an interesting. I story. feel like the Heat can have a stronger lockdown because they whatever they just did to Trey Young, they're gonna yeah, do sure. the Embiid. Because if they can yeah. shut down a superstar like that, I guarantee you that they can mm-hmm. shut Embiid, down. One. They are completely different. Uh, Young's a point guard and Embiid's a big, but yeah, true, I know they yeah. have Bam Adebayo, so he's a really good defender. Um, and you're right, they're just a really good defensive team. Really, I'd worry more for Harden because he's already been struggling mm-hmm. and he's a guard, so. We'll see about that, and then you could jump into our next We one. got number three, Milwaukee, versus number two, Boston. I think this is going to be this series to watch. That's the most enticing series out of the four that remain, in my opinion, for sure. Because these two Defending teams. Defending champs yeah. and Celtics just swept the Nets. I mean, it's it's going to be just a shooting back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying these two teams are terrible at defense, but, like, mm-hmm. they shine on offense. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to be a back and forth shootout and – you know, going to 300 points total in the game, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be, no, it's gonna be really nice. Really, obviously there's more uh, stars besides the superstars yeah. on the team, but I would just want to see Giannis and Jason Tatum go at it. I think Giannis has already proven himself to, I think, two MVPs, I could be wrong, um, in his career already. Maybe it's one, I can't remember, one or two, but... Anyway, regardless, he's won MVP, played to that level almost every year. I've, some people are saying there's voter fatigue and why he didn't win it in some of the previous years. but um, And he just won an NBA, NBA championship finals MVP. So he's proven himself. But 
I really, this is a huge opportunity, I think, for Tatum to yeah. solidify. Like he's a superstar, but he's he can reach that next level mm-hmm. if he if the Celtics beat uh, Milwaukee and he really kind of takes over and has a dominant series. So that's very interesting. And then next we have you know number. What? I'm gonna oh. go. Or are we picking kind of the who we think or just go for I, it? I'm, like, I'm gonna quick. say Boston. I'm gonna put going for there. Boston. I think they're gonna win. I'd say in seven games. I'll say. I'll just be the opposite of Milwaukee in seven. We'll just okay. go back and forth like that. But uh, it's really it's a really tough matchup. I mean, I'm I like we're about to talk about impact players in a second. I mean, mm-hmm. I would truly go again go for Boston, but like it's just a yeah. flip of coin, like you said about uh, Dallas and Phoenix, uh-huh. just back and forth. But then our uh, fourth series is going to be number three seeded Golden State versus either Memphis or uh, Minnesota. Minnesota is shining occasionally during their wins, but Memphis, like with a comeback win, blown like, like two big leads. Minnesota. Yeah, I think Memphis definitely more complete. They're mm-hmm. the high. They're the two seed. Minnesota's the seventh, uh, and I think John Morant uh, gives them that superstar, uh, just that potency. Definitely. So. I would have to. Golden State's just so strong, and they've done it. Been there, done that. I mean, with Steph, Clay, Draymond, still got the nucleus of their like mini dynasty they had a few yeah. years back, and Jordan Poole now is coming into his own. Um, so that should be a good series. I'd say Golden State in mm-hmm. six, and Memphis is up three two, like we mentioned earlier. They play in Minnesota tonight, so if Minnesota wins, they'll force a game seven, move that to Memphis. But the winner plays Golden State. I'll just assume Memphis is going to win the series. Yeah. Um, that should be really – I want to see John Murray because I like him a lot, how he does versus Curry. I'd probably pick the Warriors in six. Maybe it could go seven, but I'm, – I'm not a uh, Curry super fan or anything, but he's mm. just so good. Yeah, like, I'm the I same can't one. lie. Like, he's, yeah, you got to give him props. He's the greatest shooter of all time, hands down. Then, uh, I don't see I could really argue anyone else. You want to move into impact players? Yeah, phase? so uh, impact players. I kind of went for guys that um, maybe a little bit under the radar, <laughs> not that – like true NBA fans would know, but maybe guys that kind of just peep in here and now wouldn't be aware of uh, Jose Alvarado on the Pelicans. Man, he's just a fan favorite. Um, every time he subbed in, the Smoothie King Center just erupted. He just brings so much energy. And uh, I saw a Lethal Shooter. Do you know how it is on Instagram? He's like a shooting coach in the NBA. He's just kind of like IG famous. <laughs> he's like, dude, he does not miss in his videos. But uh, anyway. He um he commented. He just said, "I've not seen anyone play defense that hard. It's just rare in today's NBA. And it yeah. Really, it, like he's he's the epitome of a hundred and ten percent. Like that dude is absolutely he's so sneaky, hiding in the his, corner. You know what? Out on the court. I mean, and yeah, sneaky with the steals. I mean, he was pesky. He was giving Chris Paul some issues. A couple of eight second violations, trying to bring the ball up the court." And uh, he can provide he, – he attacked the goal well last night, even though his shot was off. He could score on offense, too. He's just a very – he's a spark plug, kind of our energy guy. Bright future. Yeah, and he got a big contract, too, deservingly. So he's an undrafted rookie, too. He's got a great story. And then uh, my other one was Jordan Poole. I just mentioned him a moment ago. Um, he's really coming to his own uh, behind Stephen Clay as, like, that next – a big score, and he looks like a young star in the making. So that's really Golden State looks loaded, and then uh, the throw to you for your impact play. So I mean, it's kind of the big names, but I just feel like they're so good that you have to talk about them. Like Luca, even though he missed those games throughout the season, he was just. I hate saying caring because, you know, it's a team sport, right, right. but he is just that good. Like he'll yeah, casually, yeah. like every game, throw up like 35, 40 points mm-hmm. because he's just. 
that good. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, this coming series, you know, the uh, Phoenix is really going to have to try to lock him down because he'll do uh, everything. Uh, he's he's not just a three-point sure shooter. He'll do everything. They'll try different stuff. I would think Mikael Bridges would guard him because he's a really good defender, but maybe they'll try. I don't think Aiden could guard him, like, out. Um, I'm not sure. So, like, you know, like, not down low, like. I just feel like I feel like he can just do everything, like three pointing to driving the net to yeah, really he, good he's defense. A dude he's just score. yeah, he score everything. Every way and then next is uh, Jason Tatum. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about him as well. You know, he averaged uh, for the playoffs so far about twenty nine and a half points a game, yeah. even though he didn't play every game. No, he played every game, right? I'm trying to think. Sure. He may have missed one. I think he missed one. He may have missed one. Yeah, but, I know he fouled out in game yeah, four. Yeah, game four he fouled out. On, I was watching that game. The call mm-hmm. was – I'm not that type of guy that's going to yeah, talk about the refs, but, like, questionable. it's questionable. Like, I'm sure Very questionable. Names like – we were talking about this, but names like KD, Kyrie, and Brooklyn, how marketable they are. Um, and just – not that the Celtics aren't. I mean, they're one, arguably the most – them and the Lakers are, like, the most uh, iconic franchise yeah. in the NBA. But um, – you can't tell the NBA doesn't want to like push the series yeah. to at least another game like a sweep. No one was expecting that, and more games, more money. But yeah, and really, I was expecting that to be one of the best series in the first round, and the Celtics just took it to them. So, but yeah, J- Jason was just had control. Um, he's very physical. I mean, I'm not saying like every one of his fouls throughout the whole series was like blown and questionable. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was really physical. Like, he'll get in there. And, I mean, he's not – obviously, he doesn't want to be fouled out, but he's not afraid mm-hmm. to get physical like and foul out. I so, like your star player, too. Like, because most guys nowadays, they just want to score. And not not that they slack on defense, but they're not going to give, like, they're all on it. But definitely, like, he's willing to get dirty against some, like, mm-hmm. these big guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, full and he's – what is he? I think he's 24. If yeah, I'm not he's wrong, he's young. He's young still. Um, so. He's a one-and-dunner out of Duke, so I know he's he's only been in the uh, the league a few years. So, yeah, he's definitely one of the bright stars for the future of the NBA. So, you uh, you have any last remarks or anything like that? I think we're pretty good. I think we did really yeah, well. Yeah, I think uh, just shout-out Pels. Like I said, they had a good year. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. So, Joe Casperzik, yeah, yeah, you know Joe we'll Kasperzik. we'll see in the NBA if you're watching this. Yeah, um, shout out Joe Casperzik on uh, Southeastern basketball. I love you, man. But um, I think that's our wrap. So I'm Chase Gisbert, David Ziski, and thanks for joining us here on the Lions Den Sports Podcast. We'll catch you next time. See you.